We've been looking for a home in a great neighborhood, but they're all too small. Then we heard about the FHA 203K loan program, where we can add a room or two when we purchase and get a single loan to cover both the purchase and the room addition. What a great idea! Welcome to my Love My Renovation Project, uh, where we talk about all things discussing uh, FHA 203K, home style, VA renovation, and about seven or eight others. Uh, you know, I, I was doing a lot of research this weekend and just got fascinated by the number of FHA or HUD foreclosures that can be picked up for 50% discount. Okay, wow, there's a whole bunch of them. If you're a teacher, K through 12, fireman, policeman, prison guard, EMT, and you're looking to purchase a home, why don't you get that 50% discount? Call in and find out just how. 888-627-6008. That's correct, 888-627-6008. Sometimes... A homeowner working on a renovation loan may find themselves between a rock and a hard place. You know, most 203Ks go off without a hitch. But from time to time, you may find yourself with no one to talk to on your side of the equation that understands the 203K loan program. The 203K loan guarantee program. Mustn't forget that guarantee. If you have a problem with your renovation project and you don't mind discussing it on the radio, please call us. Otherwise, if you do and you want some privacy, go to 203k911.com. Go down to the message and send us a message, and we'll be happy to discuss it with you privately and see if we can't get you back on track, okay? Anyway, most home buyers think their consultant is their advocate, and that can cause a lot of issues. I know it did for me. I had a client that moaned and groaned about the contractor didn't show up to work. Well, call him. Why are you calling me? Well, you're the consultant. Don't you act on my behalf? No, we don't. We, we help you create a scope of work in the first phase of what we do, and we bid the job so you have some positive information about your project and an approximate cost to get it fixed the way you want it. So, lordy, lordy, lordy. Once the loan closes, we're now working for the lender as the draw inspector. We're there every 30 days. We're not there day to day. We don't know when the contractor shows up or not unless you tell us. And frankly, I'm going to tell you to call the contractor. Let him know that his man didn't show up today. Now, just because he didn't show up doesn't mean he's not working on your project. He may be gathering materials and, and finding things that he needs to finish your project with. So, you know, if he doesn't show up for two days in a row, then I'd get concerned. 
they also get sick from time to time, which I hope doesn't happen, but you never know. Uh, you know, I, I always fall back on this one story I have. I did a project. I bid it in about four days at 159000 The borrower then had chosen a single contractor who, after four and a half weeks, came up with a bid of $298,000. So she right away thought, maybe you don't know what you're doing, Mr. Young. And I said, well, maybe I do, so let's get another contractor bid and find out. So she wanted me to bring one in at that point. I said, no, you bring one in, and we'll take a look and see what uh, what they come up with. So they did. She gave it to another contractor that she chose, and lo and behold, he came in 2,000 higher than me at 161. I was at 159, 161. Uh, Yes, he probably would have done it for my number and saved the time of having to bid it. Uh, there is no HUD requirement for getting a contractor bid. What? Then why are we wasting all our time? Because they take four, five, six weeks. Well, they have to verify they can do it for a price. But usually we don't give them our prices. We ask them to bid it blind. But the, the whole crux of this thing is if you have a contractor or you want to use, check them out. Make sure they're fair. Do not praise them with everything you've got because it sends a different message to them. The message it sends is you are uh, so happy and enamored with their work that you'll pay any price for it. So all of a sudden, the bid that was normally going to get a 20% markup now has a 40% markup because they feel with your explanations and praise on their work that they can pretty much charge you anything they want. It's best to let them bid. It's best to let them bid the job blind. Don't praise or demote them in any way. Um, so the, the key is let everyone do their jobs. So the consultant will direct you to a contractor suitable for your project if you ask them to. It is not their job to provide a contractor. In fact, HUD says they don't want us doing that. So we do it. We do it very carefully with a list. Here's a list of contractors. They have been good in the past. It does not mean they will be good in the future. You need to talk to them or anybody else you want. You're not obligated to use any of these contractors. They just have experience with the type of loan you're getting. And they know they have to pay for the materials and labor up front and get reimbursed when the work is done for completed work only. So in saying that, we also give them a list. And I had one client that... Uh, frankly asked me for a list and then she asked me if uh, if there was any particular race on that list and I said absolutely which ones and I said no I don't play racist games so you're going to have to call them and if that's the question that's most important to you uh, then you're going to have to ask it but if you've got a topic you'd like us to discuss in more specific terms and you don't want to be on the radio again go to 203k911.com Scroll down to the contact form.
and we can address it on our next radio show or privately with you. If you want to be part of the show today, call us at 888-627-6008. We enjoy it when people call in. Uh, Last week we had a great guest, uh, a fun guest, and apparently the podcast got uh, screwed up. So we're going to be doing that show again for you in the next couple of weeks with that same guest. It was uh, Mr. Doug Daly out of New Jersey. Very entertaining guy. Uh, lots of stories that he has that he's going to share with us. So Let's get started. We just got two orders next door to each other. Apparently three houses owned by the same guy were put up for sale at the same time. Bing, lender number one got that order, placed the order with us. Bing, lender number two got the second order, placed that order with us. These houses apparently are missing a lot of tender love and care for a long time. There's one more house. Apparently it's got more damage, more more work that needs to be done, and we're expecting any day to get an order on that one from a third lender, but time will tell. Anyway, it's fun to see these houses go. It's very unusual for us to be able to go and see one house, walk next door, and see it too. It would be nice if they could do the draws at the same time, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Anyway, let's go to number two, consultants who think they will get lots of work from the HUD website just by signing up. I'm a consultant. I'm on the HUD list. Well, HUD has their website set up so you can search by name. Gee, nobody knows you're a consultant, so how are they going to do that? No one, typically. Or you can search by the city in which you live or run your office. Uh, Okay. So if my office is in Fairfield, California, and somebody puts a search in there for Sassoon City, which is adjacent to Fairfield, they aren't going to find me because Fairfield won't pop up. What a silly search engine can that be? Um, That is just terrible. But It tells you, as consultants, if you think just getting on that list is going to get you a lot of calls, it won't. It's not the way to market yourself. Uh, If you're going to market yourself properly, you need to take a marketing course on 203K and and so forth. We offer one. It's at our website, 203ksoftware.com. Feel free to give us a call. We can surely talk about you, but I put a detailed description of what it is we do. We got our search engine and found, uh, oh, I see what happened. Uh, Linder called me. They had called every consultant in a state, every consultant in a particular state. Not one of them was close enough to the property, and not one of them was willing to travel that far. They finally called us to let us do our job. Uh, We find consultants for people, for lenders who saves them a lot of time searching because there's a lot of consultants that don't even answer the phone anymore or have changed their number, and they don't keep it updated. HUD says you will update it every two years. You're going to give us a firm update. Make sure you're still in the business and get recertified. Well, that's wonderful. I've got two friends that are passed away more than five years ago. They're still on the list. I don't understand that. 
uh, why they're making me recertify every two years when these guys have been passed away for uh, five years and they're still on a list unless somehow they're recertifying. Ooh, I didn't thought of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have fun in life and we have fun with you. And we enjoy helping people, so give us a call if we can be of any service. Uh, I got onto our search engine for that particular job and found a consultant only 5.5 miles away from this in an adjacent state who was also approved in that state. But he only has one address, and his address was in the other state. So he's not going to show up when you search the state, and he does work there. So HUD has a little building to do on their website that they're so proud of. Uh, once Nick Retsinas at HUD, I was in a meeting with about 600 lenders, and Nick got up there and said, HUD has the most searched website in all of the government websites. I raised my hand, and he called on me. and I said, it wouldn't have if you would stop changing the URLs for everything. What? Well, we find something today, and we try to save that URL so we can come back to it. But tomorrow, it won't be there because you're spending all that time and resources changing the URL, moving things around. So we have to search all over again. And all of a sudden, he said, oh, I, I just got a call. Oh, wait a minute. Let me pull the file out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got a, a message. I got to leave. I, I won't be able to stay. And got out. He was embarrassed. That's all. He was embarrassed. Couldn't even stay there and give his talk that day. Uh, unless that was his talk telling us how much his website is used. But the nice thing came out of it is they stopped changing it. And when you find something on the HUD website now, you can usually go back to that same link and find it again. Um, okay, let's see. This show is for consultants, borrowers, lenders. If you find yourself with an issue on your renovation loan, with regards to any step in the process you're in, please feel free to contact us, either on the radio show or privately, uh, regardless of who you are in the transaction and regardless of whether you took your training from us or not. It doesn't matter. We're here to help everyone. Um, I see we're up, and up against the clock here. So a reminder here, call us at 888-627-6008, toll-free, and be part of the show. Enter into the you know, enter in interaction. Get into the interaction. We'll be right back after a short break, so stay tuned. We found the perfect house, but there's been no updating it for many years. Then we heard about the FHA 203K, where we can buy that home and get the money to fix it up all in one low interest rate loan. What a great idea. Hey, we're back. Call us again at 888. 627-6008 if you want to be part of the show. Uh, let's pick up where we left off. Now, last week we heard of a problem where the lender or loan officer wants us to cut the work scope down because the client is just slightly over budget. One asked me, can you cut down this contingency reserve some? 
Uh, or can you cut the work down by 20% and then hold 20% contingency? Well, they got all kinds of solutions, but none of them are good for the client. Maybe the loan shouldn't go through at all. Maybe this is why the NMLS number exists, to keep predatory lenders from getting clients into properties they really can't afford. If the dollars are cut to appease the lender or loan officer, then will there be enough actual money to complete the work that needs to be completed? Or will the project get stalled at the end with the work unfinished and unable to be finished for the lack of money? Then what? We can't even bring in another contractor to do the job because there's no money there anymore. There never was because the lender took it away and had us disguise it as contingency. Um, it's a good thing not to do that. If your lender's doing that to you, you need to call me, and we'll show you some other ways to get it done. The biggest way I think of is piggybacking a energy-efficient mortgage. If it's a larger project and you're doing a lot of energy-efficient things like new dual or triple-pane windows, attic insulation, floor insulation, wall insulation, uh, all those things are energy-efficient and fall into the category where they can be actually the cost of them up to 5% of your loan can be removed, requalify the people, and then put them back and actually fund them in the loan. Because of the cost savings they're going to achieve by having all of that uh, energy-efficient stuff. So the consultant prepared an independent bid. That estimate was likely a good bid. The contractor bid came in very close to this, verifying the bid then it would be less than honorable to consider a lesser bid. Why in the world would, would anybody want us to do that and then have the borrower default on the loan? That's, I don't know. Commissions are good, but not, not if it's at the expense of the client. The worst thing I can hear on a project is the borrower wants to complete part of the work themselves after it closes and outside the contractor's scope of work. They typically get in the contractor's way over and over again. I've seen borrowers that demand that they can paint the house as good as anybody. When the contractor's ready to install the floor coverings, the owner says, stop, I need to paint first. Oh man, I don't have to mask all that flooring off if you put it in now. Uh, not, you don't get to hold the contractor up. That's if you're allowed to do self-help work, and most lenders really shy away from it as far as they can can, as far as they can get. Uh, self-help is a self-destruction mode, in my opinion. Everybody that's tried self-help has delayed their project because they end up taking jobs that pay them over the job that they're doing for themselves. And it doesn't give their spouse a chance to yell at anybody with them. Instead, the spouse is yelling at you because you are doing the construction. It's just not a good situation. Uh, building a house or adding a big addition is tantamount to building a house, and it's uh, one of the most stressful things that you, uh, that you can see. So, don't want to do it. 
owner client is not served well by either of these scenarios, if you ask me. The, the actual, this actually happens more than I'd like to admit uh, from the blog posts I've been reading here. I get all kinds of uh, responses. The loan officer would like the borrower to believe it's the consultant who stands in the way of the loan closing. Right, because we're defending him and keeping the I mean, we can keep the scope down. Maybe he doesn't need that other bathroom, but it's going to affect the appraisal. Maybe he doesn't need the extra square footage, but it's going to affect the appraisal. All right. Maybe adding some square footage might affect it in the other way. So every 203K project begins with a consultant, not a contractor. If your lender is telling you to go out and get three contractor bids before you ever let the consultant in on the gig, then you're not serving the client properly. You are not being served by any loan officer that gets out and gets a contractor bid first because the contractor typically does not know the guideline, doesn't know all the things that we have to add. The consultants know those things. And then you add the other things on their wish list. So, if um, consultant should be the first person on on the site once they order a 203k consult uh, order a 203k scope of work, we help them put the scope of work together as consultants. We bid the job, and then we pop the prices out of it and send it out to contractors to bid. If there is a question, they can ask it of us. Uh, the contractor doesn't, I mean, the homeowner doesn't know the, the answer to many contractor questions. Okay, so why would you want to ask the homeowner? Well, homeowner, you want these smoke detectors put in here? Oh, I'll do it myself. Well, he can't do it himself. He has to put them in the scope of work. Consultants know that. So... Sometimes a con contractor will give you a bid. I actually had one that the loan close, closing was set off five months because they got the contractor bid first. Then they sent me out there, and I come up with a dozen things that had to be fixed that were missed by the contractor. He looked at the big ticket items. Well, we're going to remodel the kitchen. We're going to remodel two bathrooms. Uh, but he failed to notice that the roof was shot. And to get him to add these things to his bid took five full months. And a contractor's bid is not even required by HUD. So why in Sam Hill? You want to really, uh, it wasn't needed. It wasn't necessary. It was unnecessary delays. Uh, but a lender that closes them in five months, <laughs> do you really want that lender? Okay, let's see. Okay, there's another issue that we have. Uh, loan officers sometimes don't use the proper nomenclature. They are wanting to get this loan closed, and they order a feasibility analysis. A feasibility analysis might be ordered one out of 25 projects might require a feasibility analysis. A feasibility report is created by the consultant to give you a thumbnail idea of what the cost is going to be on this project, but not enough detail 
not enough detail to get a contractor bid. But they'll try. They'll try. What they really should have ordered is a work write-up, which includes the scope of work with a detail good enough to go out and get contractor bids. Let's see where we are. Okay, we've got time to get into this. A feasibility report or analysis, what is its purpose? A printed or written report is included. I've been watching some blogs and conversation about the feasibility, so I thought we'd go over this again. There are several reasons why one might do a feasibility analysis. It could be used for a seller. So a seller has got this fixer they're trying to unload. Their choices are put it on the market and see what offers come in. So they put it on the market for, let's say, 250000 and some sharp investor comes in and flashes 200000 cash. Hey, I'll give you 200000 for it, as is right now, right here. And sometimes they're test uh they're just interested enough, but most people want to get what's it's worth. So what they could do is order a feasibility analysis where a consultant gets out there and shows them what is it gonna to take to bring this to minimum property standards as is. Just that minimum property, not adding a bedroom, not adding a bath, not updating a kitchen unless it needs it. It has to have it. But quite often, kitchens are adequate. They may be old, they may be dated, but they're adequate. They're not unhealthy. Uh, so your consultant would say, okay, these things need to be done to bring this to HUD's minimum property standards. And you may find that that totals $10,000. Well, that guy just offered you 50000 less than you were asking. But now you know. There's only $10,000, and I'm not interested in you taking me to the cleaners so I have to pay for the updated kitchen. No, no, no. I don't. All I have to do is bring it up to HUD's minimum property standards. And sometimes that can be done with a little bit of paint, maybe a new countertop. Okay, so if the seller's a bank or a lending institution, we provide an estimate of the cost of repairs that most potential buyers might do as updated kitchen, bathroom, so forth. We do both. We call it our enhanced feasibility analysis. Enhanced being that we not only do the HUD minimum requirements, but we also pick and choose some things that most borrowers on this house would also do. Maybe they would all put in dual pane windows. Maybe anybody looking to buy this house would all put in an updated kitchen and two baths. And we give the prices for all of it so you can do minimum property or you can add, pick and choose the other upgrades you may want to do. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I did one for a lender. They hadn't had one offer in 18 months. They hired me to do a feasibility analysis. I said, give me any and all reports you already have. Oh, we don't have any. Oh, okay. You've had this thing for 18 months and you haven't done anything towards finding out about it. So I came back to them in a day. We went out to the property. We saw it. We got back, wrote the report. And in that report, I said there's subsidence. You had three or four retaining walls that had failed. Trees on the upper side of the hill were actually leaning forward because so that hill is molten. 
it's flowing towards the house. Uh, you have a bedroom on the back of the house that doesn't appear to have any permits, and when I checked, it didn't uh, have any permits on the addition. So all that's got to be fixed. You need an engineer out here to do the uh, retaining walls and give us some ideas. I estimated the repair of the retaining walls was 12-5, and to make the room addition legal if the county or the city would allow us to do that was going to be that X number of dollars. We put that report in the house, and so anybody looking at the house from then forward would have an idea of what it would cost to fix these various things that needed fixing. The house sold the next day. So a feasibility report for a fixer owned by a bank is foolish for them not to invest in a feasibility analysis. Okay. So having said that, call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free if you want to be part of the show. We're going to be right back after another short break, so stay tuned. We've been looking for a home in a great neighborhood, but they're all too small. Then we heard about the FHA 203K loan program, where we can add a room or two when we purchase and get a single loan to cover both the purchase and the room addition. What a great idea! part of the show today, call us at 888-627-6008. Gee, join the program. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go back to feasibility analysis. So those, we just talked about the seller paid for feasibility. The seller pays for a feasibility analysis. It makes them analysis. Let's get the battery on the Anyway, uh, then they know exactly what the minimum sales price is going to be. Nobody can come in and snooker them and say, well, look, it's going to cost us $80,000 to fix this. I'll bring it back to HUD's minimum property standards. Uh, no, it is not. I have a report. It's only 10000 So it really enables the uh, seller not to be taken to the cleaners by a would-be investor with cash. Now, they can. They can take a lower offer if they want. That is certainly uh, their prerogative. Now, a buyer might also use a feasibility analysis. So when do you use a feasibility analysis? It is to determine, to determine what the cost would be to bring this home to the minimum property standards for health and safety and longevity. So if a buyer, borrower is about to place an offer on a property that requires repairs, they must have a clear idea of the cost to make those repairs. If the property is being sold for 250000 as an example, and it needs 150000 in repairs, it must appraise at 400000 or more. Or it doesn't make any sense to buy it. If the value after improvements is only three fifty, then the home is only worth two hundred, not two fifty, as is. Knowing that number for the repairs is a part of the your due diligence and prior to purchase a fixer. On the other hand, the borrower may want to do uh, 
we may want to know the cost of additional uh, improvements to add that into the mix. They're not, it's not the seller's responsibility to drop the price so low you can do your wish list items. That's only for minimum property standards. So if you've got the minimum property standards is this much, and then you decide you want to update the kitchen and the bathrooms, uh, maybe decommission the pool because it's a bloody mess and a hazard, uh, then those costs all need to be factored in so you know what it's going to cost. Once you do that, then the appraiser can literally appraise the house subject to all these new repairs, you know, and an updated kitchen's got a value in a neighborhood. Uh, updated kitchen, a bathroom, each of these things have a value, a view. You might have to remove a couple trees in your backyard and, and open up a fantastic view. Who knows? Who knows? So the borrower must need to know the cost of any repairs they may want to have and how is that going to affect the appraised value. It may be great. I mean, I had this one client in El Cerrito that, well, actually I had several in that area, but this one that comes to mind bought a house on a hillside on a downslope, moved the kitchen, which was in the back of the house, to the front, put in a hallway so when you walk in the front door now, you walk down a hallway and then entered the back of the house on the left side, and the kitchen was off to your left back at the front of the house, but they put in a glass wall in the back of the house and enhanced the value by a million dollars over what they paid. They bought it for about, I think it was 350 and put 350 into it, something on that order, or 400 and put 300 into it. It was about 700,000 that they invested. But the value, the appraised value came in at $1.6 million. $1.6 million, because now it had a tremendous three bridge view along with the San Francisco skyline, the Berkeley Marina. I mean, this this was just fantastic. Uh, we see this kind of thing now and then. So when you're buying a house, you want to look for those kind of nuances that you might enhance by rearranging the walls in the house and opening up a fantastic view. Uh, views have values from every major room that has a view. So if you put the view right now in a bathroom and a kitchen window, little kitchen window, you're not going to get any value for that. But if you move those things out of the way and make your your living room, family room, dining room, uh, rumpus room, make those rooms have the view, you are looking at some real equity builders. So be aware of that and keep in mind as you buy these houses and fixers, look for things that are on a hillside that might have potential views. City lights views are beautiful. It's one of my favorite views, <laughs> except in California where you lose the view once a month for five days. Uh, oh, let's get off of that. Attention realtors. I know I've said this many times, but I feel it needs to be stated over and over again. I believe every house sold, pretty much, not every new house, but every used house sold, should be sold with a renovation loan. You know, we've got these renovation loans up to $3 million loan amount. 
up to three million dollars. You can fix a house. You can buy a house for a million dollars and put half a million dollars into bringing it up current, remodeling it, updating it. We've got a renovation loan for that. Oh, you didn't know about that. Shame on the lenders that have that and didn't tell you about it. But I'm telling you about it. If you want to know more about it, call us and we'll tell you what lenders are doing that. So when you purchase a home and it has brand new carpeting and it appears recently painted, I've discovered I'd like to see the original scope of work that was done on this house. This makes good sense because your idea of remodel home and theirs may be totally different. I had a top flight real estate professional, a realtor, major company. He would list these houses as remodeled when in fact all he did was go in and paint the kitchen cabinets and clean the houses up. He did not remodel anything and yet he called it a complete remodel. Uh, shame on him. Anyway, I purchased a home to live in, and it was supposed to be just fixed up. What a joke. So many things wrong, I couldn't believe it. I warned the subdivision of the poor quality work that this guy did as he's fixing a second one up in their subdivision. And ultimately, he just fixed his third one up, and we sold it, and I ran into those buyers. and They all had similar stories. This guy put tile down by placing caulking in four corners of the tile and setting it down, thinking that the tile in the middle, without any support, is not going to crack. It's going to, you'll be able to walk on it like a table. This guy had no idea. Every doorknob in our house fell apart, fell off. We had to put them all in. When I asked the guy, I said, hey, uh, why didn't you follow the installation instructions? He said, oh, I hired a homeless guy. He was really down on his luck. He needed some money. So I hired him to put those doorknobs on. I said, well, you didn't do us any favors. I did. He's the one that painted too without moving any furniture, just painted around it. Because when we moved furniture to put it where we wanted it, the wall wasn't painted behind it. Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't move any furniture. It was faster that way. I mean to tell you, that is ridiculous. Now he's got three people. Anyway, who knows? The same person purchased the other homes, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what I'm saying is that you don't know what they've covered up. I had to pull a refrigerator out the other day and noticed that the hardwood flooring he put in didn't extend to the wall. He only put it under the front of the refrigerator, but not all the way back to the wall. I mean, who pulls refrigerators out when you're buying a, a house? <laughs> I don't. I build next time. <laughs> I've been bought and sold over 300 buildings, and I never had that happen before. So anyway, what I'm saying is you don't know what people have covered up. Sometimes uh, we had one where we pulled the carpet back, and there were so many pet stains under that brand-new carpet and pad. The new buyer says, take it all out. We're going to put hardwood flooring in here, but I want all that urine removed somehow, so we, we contractor treated it with, uh, I think it was TSP, and let it soak and got all those smells and stains out of it. It was He did a good job, and then he placed the uh, new simulated hardwood or uh, 
engineered hardwood flooring over the top of that. So what kind of repairs can be made with a renovation loan? Pretty much anything you want to do. Uh, room additions, not a problem. Remodeling, updating, existing kitchens, bathrooms, uh, painting, add a detached or an attached garage. Uh, I will put a caveat in there. If you're going to put a detached garage, it must be just the garage. You can't build a detached garage with an in-law stubbed in above it that you're going to finish later. And the HUD is not stupid, and neither are your consultants. It's against the guidelines. So if you want to make living area, you can do that. But now it has to be attached to a common wall of the house, not just a bridge over to it, not a covered walkway. So you can uh, modernizing the home, windows, doors, open walls to make great rooms, replace the roof. Add a pool or repair a pool if you're going to use um, anything but the 203K FHA. You can do it with a home style. In fact, one of my favorite jobs, as I recall, was uh, adding a swimming pool and a fancy barbecue set and a nice uh, patio. It was done with a home style, and it was up in Santa Rosa. I wonder if that house survived the fires. Ooh, I hope it did. Any of these things and more can be done with a renovation loan. The key is that you can sell every house you show if you merely show the prospect buyer a home in the area they want to live in and then have them make a list of the items missing that they would add if they wanted to make this their dream home that list becomes your scope of work for a renovation project so you know this house is perfect it's everything we wanted but it's only three bedrooms uh, okay so if we added a bedroom list that would fit every one of your criteria yes okay that'll be a renovation loan or this house is exactly what we want but it doesn't have a swimming pool okay it's a renovation loan let's add a swimming pool with the purchase all in the same loan it closes right away so the realtors get all their commissions paid everybody else is out of the picture now you sit there and they build a swimming pool and you get a brand spanking new swimming pool. Isn't that fun? So anyway, the client gets everything they wanted if you do it this way. How cool is that? This is particularly effective when inventories are low. When inventories are low. Yeah. So you've got hardly anything out there to offer your client. You haven't heard of the... Um, investors groups that are out there that have houses that may not be on the internet or may not be on the uh, MLS yeah so there's there's lots of properties out there anyway I, I have a lot of Hispanic clients speak people that would rather speak Spanish than English they understand better I mean they speak English but you know for a, buying a house and understanding the renovation loans, they may need more help. If you go to my website, 203konline.com, scroll down to the handy PDFs, you will find 
one is um, the very last one, Spanish203k.com, Spanish203konline.com.pdf. That will give you all of your information that anybody would need to do a 203K in Spanish. So if you're dealing with a lot of Hispanics, you may want to get that old HUD document. Uh, let them know that the investor portion is gone. It can't be done. But if they want to buy as an investor, they can with the Homestyle loan. The Fannie Mae Homestyle allows investors, encourages investors, okay? So anyway, uh, that would be a wonderful tool for you. To my knowledge, HUD doesn't offer that pamphlet any longer. Uh, we used to get two or 300 of those at a time and pass them out at our Hispanic events. We have a multilingual, oh, we have multilingual consultants all over the country. And whenever a 203K is ordered, if we, if, if that would be of an advantage, I had a, a Chinese client buying in San Francisco, so I used a, a Chinese consultant that spoke their dialect. Uh, we try to do that to accommodate people who that's an issue for. Uh, in any case, a commercial building can add residential uses to the upper level and get a 3.5% down payment. Did you hear that? If you're selling commercial property and you're having a problem selling it for 35% down, what if you could sell them for 3.5% down? Okay. You can by adding residential to it in a prescribed manner by the FHA 203K. Um, we have tons of, of uh, mixed-use properties or two-story commercial properties, and you can take that second story, turn it into living areas or a living area, and thereby sell this whole thing for 2.5% down. The borrower needs to live in that residential or a portion of the residential. It's ideal for a buyer looking for office space for their own business, and they're willing to live above it. Throw another story on top of that single-story commercial and turn it into residential. Now you've got a mixed-use property, which still classifies and qualifies as a commercial property, and you sell it for 3.5% down. So if you've got questions on this or anything else about renovation loans, please call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free, be part of the show. We'll be right back after this last break of the show. We found the perfect house but there's been no updating it for many years. Then we heard about the FHA 203K, where we can buy that home and get the money to fix it up all in one low interest rate loan. What a great idea. want to be part of the show, call us at 888-627-6008. We're happy to hear from you and, and talk about your particular situation. 
or answer a question on the air. Uh, I've been getting a few questions about realtors who want to become consultants. Now, I'm going to talk about this, and but I'm not advocating it, okay? I know of one guy. He's a realtor up in the Reading area. He's a, uh, that's California. He's a realtor. He'll take on any job for that initial fee, but he won't do the draws. He, you know, he just just doesn't do the draws. You call him for a draw, and he just doesn't show up and doesn't show up. Finally, they ask if they can change. Uh, HUD says you're supposed to do the draws. If you did the work right up, you're supposed to do the draw inspections. But in fact, the homeowner and the lender can change consultants at will. So, anyway, I've had several real estate professionals ask me about becoming a 203K consultant. And would it be a conflict of interest? Well, it's more of a disclosure than a conflict, I would think. But if you were worried about a conflict, then merely step back and call for a plan review and let the appropriate, or at the appropriate time, and, and let the uh, another consultant get in there and review your work. Uh, if a realtor was a consultant, they could get the consulting done way early in the process and pick up some upfront money doing so as they waited for their commission. Drawbacks, qualifications. Most realtors are not builders. The most realtors are not contractors. There are a bunch that are, though. There's a whole bunch that are. So um, they could get the consulting done at the time they show the house to somebody. If you want to get that con consultant report, that work right up done right now, I can, you know, you can write a check out for me, and I'll get that done right this minute and we'll get this thing out to bid as soon as possible. So that's a possibility. If you need to know more about it, go to my website at 203ksoftware.com and look at the training. We can train you, but you need to get, you need to have the qualifications. That's the biggest thing. So if you've got any construction knowledge besides selling houses, then uh, you might qualify. Call me if you want to. We'll talk about it. You, know, you may be closer than you think. If realtors make it upfront money on their sales, that's money they can buy gas with and pay, feed their families while they're waiting for the loan to close. However, part of the consultant certification says, I have no personal interest, present or prospective, in the property, the applicant, or proceedings of the mortgage. So unless that is addressed, he may be in violation of his certification. The way you get out of it is to disclose it. I, I am the realtor. I am also acting as the consultant. There's also an identity of interest. It says, I certify that I have no identity of interest or conflict of interest with the borrower, seller, mortgagee, real estate agent, which he is, the real estate agent, appraiser, plan reviewer, contractor, or subcontractor, or any part, any party with a financial interest in the transaction. This is another area where you might be in violation, so you want to be sure and have your attorney look at it and see. I do know a realtor who sells his services that uh, he doesn't do a good job. Frankly, he doesn't do a good job, and he never does the draws. 
it does about a not a real fast one, but a half fast one. Uh, anyway, doesn't change the let's see. The issues have been with this guy has no knowledge of how to put a bid together properly. He doesn't change or charge the typical fee for draw inspections, and then he doesn't do the draw inspections. So, you know, he's he's totally unaware of the current rulings. He thinks he can just take the initial fee and walk away from the job with regards to draw inspections, and that's totally wrong. So, anyway. How many people have ever sold a log cabin or a log house? They are few, there are very few, and they're very difficult to finance or work with a 203K or any other repair uh, program. We've done a few, but not all lenders will finance them. There are fall log homes and real log homes, so you must be able to write it up correctly. Newer log homes typically are kit homes. And if a log or two gets damaged, then many times it's about all about unassembling them to the point where they can replace a log or digging out the rot and patching it that way. These homes are a lot like the old Lincoln logs we had as kids. Okay. We had one log home built in the late 1800s that was built of split logs. So the curved section was on the outside, and then uh, the inside had a flat surface. Okay. Uh, they had mortar between the logs. I don't know of any lender that will currently loan on that type of home. Our plan was to make it lendable was to inset a 2 by 4 framed wall insulated on the inside of the flat side of the wall, making the room four inches, well, five inches shorter, uh, smaller inside. And in doing so, we would let the new wall support the roof and so forth. And that was, uh, I thought it would work very well. But turns out uh, the deal fell apart. There was just too much cost being added to the home. That just meant that the seller was trying to get more than the house was worth. I hope they got it, but not from our client. Anyway, so the built was, um, oh, this home was built right next door to a fall log home that had a standard home that had split logs tacked to the outside of it to take, make it look like it uh, conformed to the neighborhood because of the house right next door it was, a, was an actual log home. So I gotta tell you, when I opened the show today, we talked about getting houses for 50% discount. I am shocked that nobody's called in. If you know a police officer that's looking for a house, a fireman, EMT, a prison guard, um, and our teacher, K through 12, that would like to get a house, there is no better program than the FHA's next door programs. They call the officers next door or teachers next door programs because they get a full 50% discount on the purchase of HUD-owned homes, FHA, VA, HUD-owned homes. Uh, if you're buying one of those in a targeted area, you can get 50% discount. I think that's fabulous. 
we've done a couple of these. Um, typically, officers don't necessarily live in the same house they are in the same city they work in because they don't want people following you home, I guess, and, and finding out where they live. Uh, we did we did one for a, a guy that was working in the Bay Area, but he was buying in uh, where was that? I think it was Lodi. So anyway. These are programs that uh, will give you a full 50% discount. So if the house is being listed by HUD for 500000 you are going to get it for 250000 So you have some room to add some 203K repairs. In any case, thank you today for being with us. We appreciate it. Join us next week on Sunday between 1 and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This broadcast is coming direct to you from our Las Vegas, Nevada office. We look forward to seeing you next time. Please bring your questions and plan on calling in the program. It's much more fun for all when we have some people calling in, so give it a shot. Every question you have is one that maybe 100 or 200 other people would like to ask and just don't have the guts. Do you have the guts? May God bless you. See you next week. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to BBS Radio Station 1 and learn more about making home renovations possible, profitable, and hassle-free. Isn't it time you learned how to make money doing something you love? Visit 203konline.com now and let's get your home makeover projects done right. Right.